Hey, I'm Adanya. Hey, I'm Kaylin. Hey, I'm Julia. And I'm Tamara. And you're listening to The The End End of the the Alphabet. This week, we're talking about how the clothes we wear and how they affect person perception. Person perception is mental processes that we use to form judgments about characteristics and motives of other people. Key components of person perception include your goals in a particular situation determine the amount and kind of information collected about others, your reaction to others determined by your perceptions of them, not by who they really are, and your self-perceptions also influence how you perceive others and how you act on your perceptions. This week we'll be conducting four interviews. We'll be using a student, a teacher, an assistant principal, and a guidance counselor. The question we will ask them will be in regards to professional perception in regards of teachers and how they dress. Miss Camilli, if you could wear jeans to school every day or more often, would you, why or why not? I actually don't ever wear jeans to school, um, even on days that we are allowed to wear jeans. Uh, I personally, as a younger teacher, like to separate myself from the student body. Um, I'm already the height of most students or even shorter, um, so it's nice just to you know separate myself from the student body um, and kind of show that level of professionalism as your educator in the building. Thank you. After hearing Ms. Camilla's interview, you can tell that she associates dressing up with showing professionalism. Also, she doesn't want to blend in with the student body, which would lead to social categorization, so she avoids that. Ruthie, if your teachers wore jeans more often, would that make you perceive them any differently? Oh, yes, it would, because I feel like they would be way closer to us, and them dressing up a little more makes them a little more mm, smarter. I don't know, like, if a teacher's wearing jeans, I feel like they're not as professional. Okay, thank you. In Ruthie's opinion, a teacher wearing jeans does cause her to perceive them differently. She associates dressing up with greater intelligence. Miss Green, if you could wear jeans to school every day or more often, would you, why, or why not? I would continue to wear jeans every Friday just because every now and then teachers need that break where we can relax, but we do not need to relax too much where that may um, lead into teachers being um, too laid back. Mm Because you kind of get that mindset, if I wear jeans every day, I'm relaxed. So if we do it once a week, it's like a prize for us. Thank you. Miss Green believes that teachers should be able to dress less formal occasionally, but not often. Basically, if teachers are too laid back, it could lead to a lesser amount of perceived authority. Miss Todd, what do you consider the guidelines for professional versus unprofessional for teachers attire in the workplace? Okay, following the district dress code would be professional. Teachers should be set aside from the dress of students. They shouldn't look like students, okay? So that is why as a professional, you would dress professional, which in most cases includes slacks, a sweater, a blouse, a shirt, you know, um, some things are more casual, not saying they're inappropriate and you would be less of a teacher or a better teacher, but t-shirts and jeans just typically aren't considered professional attire for any professional job, and teachers are professionals. 
and what do you consider appropriate versus non-appropriate for students, how they dress when they're coming to school? Okay, with our school dress code, you know that um, tops are supposed to be fingertip length, shorts are supposed to be fingertip length. The tops, I'm sorry, let's go back to that. If they're worn over leggings or that sort of thing, should be fingertip length. Now, my personal opinion is it should be much longer, okay? I would like to see knee length because then there would be no question about you're taller, you're shorter, your arms are longer, your arms are shorter, that sort of thing. Um, I think everything should be covered. Obviously, you know, the, the new trend is with the um, short crop tops and that sort of thing. Those are not appropriate for school, okay? But as long as everything is covered and we're following the school dress code, which right now is fingertip length for skirts, dresses, um, shirts with leggings or tops with leggings, then that would be appropriate for school. Thank you. Ms. Todd's explanation falls into social categorization. In order to prevent teachers and students from being put in groups together based on attire, which would be a shared characteristic causing the categorization. Not only do the clothes that we wear affect how other people perceive us, but the clothes that we wear can also affect our self-perception and how we view ourselves. This phenomenon is called enclosed cognition. Enclosed cognition is described as a psychological and performance-based effects that certain pieces of clothing have on the person wearing them. For example, a study was done. There were two groups. They were given the same exact white coat. One group was told that it was a doctor's coat, while the other group was told that it was a painter's coat. Both groups were told to look at the same exact image and find as many differences as they could. Um, at the end of that, it was proven that the doctor group was able to find more differences and they were able to do it faster than the painter group. So that shows a heightened or an increased attention. They also had to write an essay on that coat, the same exact coat, but the doctor group wrote their essay saying that they associated it with um, high intelligence, preciseness, and scientific backing, while the painter group um, explains the white coat as creativity and associated with free-spiritedness. Self-perception comes into play when people, for example, if someone wants to feel more confident about themselves, if it's a girl, they're more likely to put on makeup or actually do their hair or possibly wear heels to feel more confident, while if opposed to someone that's wearing sweatpants, their hair is in a bun, um, th they wouldn't wear that if they were trying to feel better about themselves, if they were going to a party or somewhere where they're going to be perceived as looking more attractive or looking nicer. There isn't one piece of clothing that conveys the message of good or bad or positive or negative, but it's the outfit as a whole. The clothing message can represent your personality or reputation. Hence, why being told to dress to impress is common right before an interview. For example, in You Are What You Wear by Dr. Jennifer Baumgartner, she says, neutral clothing represents an individual who's too comfortable to change or draw attention, while a common wear of designer logos represents trying to show your wealth in order to get treated well by others. The way you dress represents how you feel about yourself, and this corresponds to how others will perceive you and your personality over time. When one wants to be taken more seriously, females normally wear skirts or dresses in order to portray this, or males usually wear tuxes, button-ups, and khakis. If one wants to be more laid back and taken less seriously, clothing such as sweatpants and hoodies are normally worn, or even t-shirts. 
The different types of clothing convey different types of messages. In conclusion, people will judge you based on what you wear. Personal perception goes hand in hand with social norms. Social norms are the rules or the expectations for appropriate behavior in a particular social situation. For example, in relation to what we're studying, job interview attire. When you're going for a job, you tend to be more professional, so you can seem more appealing to your employer, which gives you more advantage in actually possibly obtaining this job. Tune in next month when we talk about the strengths and weaknesses of different personality theories.